Hey, welcome to the Ron Johnson Discipleship Podcast. We're going to be declaring the Lordship of Jesus today, and we're so glad that you are able to be a part of it. There's so much happening in our world around us, and what I love about this this podcast in particular is because we talk about Christian worldview. Uh, we're always up to date. We're always relevant. We always have so much uh, uh, information and so much food for thought because that's exactly what we're talking about. And and I love it because the longer I'm alive, Pastor Andrew, the more I see that uh, there is no neutral ground on planet Earth. It, Jesus claims it all, uh, and, and he's he's either Lord or else you're you're worshiping some false ridiculous ideology that eventually as you know as we talk about in worldview training like your worldview needs to be coherent it needs to stick together it needs the, the ideas need to be logically consistent it needs to hold together and what i love about just watching a world going crazy not that i like it going crazy but you see that that everything is like blows apart eventually if it's not if it's not centered on truth yeah. it's not centered on jesus then you see the just the irrationality, the stupidity, the 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 blindness, the the uh, immorality, um, all, all that we're we're watching a dumpster fire of humanity happening right now, all across American culture, because the farther we get away from Jesus, the more everything just burns up. Well, I think the scariest, scariest thing is in the middle of this dumpster fire, you got people trapped in it, and well, people yeah. don't even care, or people don't even know. You know, yeah, the, 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 cheering the dumpster fire on yeah, because yeah. it's a spectacle. Yeah, no, the, the, no, dumpster fires don't end well. And, and while on yeah. the one hand, I, I guess I, I am entertained at the fact that, uh, that falsehood and lies, you know, end up being exposed. The sad thing is ideas have consequences and people are, you know, unfortunately pay the price for these consequences. You know, you cannot deny ultimate reality and have it go well for you. I remember one of the one of the Christian theorists and Christian worldview philosophers, um, I think it was Cornelius Van Til said, you know, you can't ride your bike in the in the in the wind and spit and not have, you know, basically your spit come back and hit you in the face. That's what happens when when your worldview flies in the face of reality. It just does not fit. And eventually, you're you're getting it back in the face, and that that's I think what we're seeing happening on a variety of fronts. First of all, I think it's fitting that we begin this podcast in honor of the Academy Awards or the Oscars or whatever that was with me slapping Pastor Ian. Uh, how dare you uh, suggest that uh, you know the truth about anything? Um, yeah, but anyway, what a what a. Uh, what a ridiculous spectacle. Of course, you have a little bit more appreciation for, for the Oscars because you're a little bit more of a Hollywood connoisseur than me. Well, I, I, I like movies and storytelling. <laughs> I have zero appreciation for the Oscars. <laughs> I don't think I, I've ever, ever watched an Oscar in my life. I think the last time I watched an Oscar was literally like 30 years ago, well, maybe not 30, <laughs> 25 years ago. Even 25 years ago, it, it was so condescending. It was so... Like higher uh, ivory tower elitism. Oh, yeah. That twenty years ago, I'm like, I, I, I'm not watching any of this. This yeah. bunch of people patting themselves on the back, telling themselves how great they are in their echo chamber. Twenty years ago, yeah. now it's becoming this crazy dumpster fire. Like you kind of yeah. like you and demonstrated by what happened a couple nights ago. I, I mean, the absurdity, and obviously, you know, Will Smith uh, seems seems like a decent guy at least years ago. He is a likable guy. Um, but you look at the tragedy of his marriage. Uh, supposedly they have an open marriage. 
Um, and you know, you're trying to take high moral ground by slapping a, a comedian who's making a joke. Uh, when the fact of the matter is, if you loved your wife, like why don't you focus on your marriage? Why don't you why don't you not have an open marriage where your wife sleeps with whoever she wants to? And obviously, you do too. I mean, to try to pretend like there's some moral outrage in a situation like that to me is just the height of, of absurdity, and that's the whole that's the whole event is like celebrities trying to take moral high ground when they're the last people in the world that have any voice for morality or a moral high ground. Well, the hypocrisy everyone mentioned it. Like I think um, the Academy came out. Uh, I think la later they came out. They're doing like an investigation into the situation, which I don't know how, how much you investigate. It's all on live video, but. Uh, but before that, they, they sent out a message or a tweet saying, like, we don't condone any violence. And then meanwhile, here's the Academy Award, Will Smith. <laughs> and again, you know, like, without taking aside Chris Rock or, or, or Will Smith, whatever, to me, it's just, a dump, like you said, it's a, it's, a, it's a mess all around. Academy, hypocrisy, Will Smith, Chris Rock. I mean, again, like, she's making fun of her. Just, it's just, it's a mess all around. I have no loyalty in all this, except to, to kind of demonstrate exactly what he says. Like they have no moral high ground. Like I, I, I was listening to Ben Shapiro. Yeah, and I don't always agree with Ben, but he he definitely says a lot of good stuff. And he just says, look, they are really good at one thing, you know, like making movies. But for some and they make great money, become mil gazillionaires right. doing that one thing really well. In our culture, that's what feeds it. Okay, I'm not even arguing with that. But there's some reason, for some reason, they think they're really good at doing this one thing. It means that they're elevated into telling us how we should live our lives, and they're they're better at everything else. Right. Uh, which we know isn't true. Because, which isn't true. You know, you walk through you walk through the grocery store checkout lines, and of course they have all the tabloids there, and you've and you're you're highlighting at least on those tabloids the absolute disaster in their personal lives, their marriages, their families, their parenting. Uh, relationally, again, a dumpster fire, uh, and yet uh, on, on settings like that, they feel like that's their time to stand up in front of America and to lecture us and yeah. tell us how we should live. And, and again, it's just this. This is a clear example of that's not the case. I hope people can see it. I hope um, that they have enough self awareness to realize it. I mean, these are intelligent individuals. Yeah. Hopefully, they have a level of self awareness if they ever get out of their echo chamber to realize you guys should not be lecturing. Us, you as a society, as a culture, as Hollywood, should not be lecturing us because just just because you're good at one thing doesn't mean you're good at everything else in the world. Right, and, and you and you highlighted a really good point because we also saw just the absurdity of this progressive worldview lived out as it relates to, to corresponding with reality. You know, that's the other thing about a worldview; it should fit reality. It should be livable. And we saw uh, the nominee for the Supreme Court Justice, they're officially calling her KBJ. Uh, uh, and uh, again, this is a very bright woman. She's got multiple degrees from Harvard. And of course, Senator Marsha Blackburn from uh, the state of T Tennessee, great lady, uh, met her through Tony Perkins and FRC, strong Christian woman, godly woman. She asked a simple question. Um, about what can you define what a woman is. And here you have a Harvard-educated, multiple-degree, incredibly bright woman. It's not that she does not know the answer to the question. It's that her progressive Democratic Party will not allow her to answer the, the simple question because, of course, they're, they're, they're playing with this whole gender, uh, gender bender um, uh, philosophy right now. Uh, and to answer that question would put you in a binary camp, right? Men, women, gender, tradition, 
Christian worldview camp and they can't handle that. So, so you brought out a really good point. I want you to highlight this. You know, when her, it was her answer that was especially alarming, she not only could not define it, but she said the reason she was not capable of defining it was she was not a biologist. You know, unpack that for us because, you know, that opens a whole can of worms as as to a moral authority or who's able to have an opinion about anything in our culture. Right. So, I mean, it, the, this is pushing the idea of elitism to the extreme. Okay. Uh, I was listening, watching a YouTube clip of uh, some uh, a, a mom or a lady arguing with activists at some swim camp where I think Leah Tom, Thomas was. Yeah was competing and and she was arguing the case that you know he should not be competing with uh with women, with women. and and the activist was like are you a biologist and she said i don't need to be a vet to know what a dog is right exactly i remember hearing that i was like wow that's really profound if you really think think about it yeah the whole point is yeah people say stuff like that all the time like are you a biologist are you a psychologist are you a teacher are you a, do you have these certifications that these Ivy Tower institution hands out, they control the Ivy Tower institution. Mm -hmm. And they, not, so they control who gets the degree. And meanwhile, if you get the degree, then you have the certification to be able to say certain things. Now, to a certain level, that's correct. Like there, there's right. a, there, there are experts in certain experts things. In a certain area yeah. that's like super highly, that, that most commonly people who have not read the in-depth research and done years and years study. But but this is, this is taking that to extreme, pushing all the extremes to say, Unless you're a biologist, you cannot answer what is a woman and what is a man. I mean, then, uh, then, then I could see them saying, hey, you know what? Because you're not a children's psychologist, you cannot parent your child. Right. You, unless you are a, a higher, you have some crazy degree in education, you cannot know what is teach kids or you cannot decide what to teach kids at a young age. Because yeah. it's not backed by whatever science and filter that we have allowed to be filtered in. And we know as well as society knows right now that, that academic science is as biased as anything these days. But this push towards elitism, it's scary. Yeah. It's scary to a certain degree, you know? So your, your voice is silenced if you're not an expert at whatever it is that you're supposed to be speaking on. And of course, the, the obvious point is... You don't have to be an expert or a biologist to know what a man is or a woman is or what a dog is or or if you're a parent obviously you can parent your children without going off and getting a, a doctorate in child psychology or child development um, and i know many people who have high level degrees just because they have a degree it doesn't mean they actually know anything these are all examples there's there's phds and there's people who are have great knowledge and wisdom yeah. and common sense and there's people with degree and they're all they're doing is pushing an agenda as we've seen in our government today so so it's not that clear cut right. and to say well you have no voice to speak or i can't speak on this because i'm simply because i don't have these degrees so many times it's just a shield it's just a it's just a a, 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 a excuse to not dive into a, some basic answers well and and we've seen this happen for years with the abortion argument um where a woman will say, hey, you don't have an ovary, you don't have a uterus, uh, so you're not, uh, your, your opinion on the issue of life or whether this is morally wrong uh, is all of a sudden canceled because you're not a woman. Uh, well, again, it doesn't take, you don't have to be a woman to speak out morally on uh, the whole issue of abortion and on the sanctity of life. 
you know, even the issue of when does life begin? You know, we act like this is some question just for the elites to answer, but um, it's not. Uh, it's, a, it, it's a simple biological answer to that. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out what is a male, what is a female. It's interesting. You know, I just, was just seeing in that case with, with um, uh, the, uh, the swimmer from University of Pennsylvania, who's calling herself himself now Leah, but it was Will, right, beforehand. When, after they took the picture of, of him winning this, this uh, NCAA race, uh, NBC uh, doctored the picture, photoshopped, photoshopped yeah. the picture to get rid of his Adam's apple and to get rid of any kind of male imperfections that, according to them, that were on his face so that he could be softer looking and more feminine looking. But here's the sad thing, it's, it's all driven <laughs> to push an ideology that, that basically doesn't fit reality. We know what a man is, we know what a woman is. You know, we're talking about, <clears throat> excuse me, biological differences that you just simply can't erase. That, that our, our, our gender is built into our bodies. It's built in biologically, it's built in with our DNA. Uh, and you just can't erase these things and you certainly can't Photoshop them away, which is exactly what NBC is trying to do. Again, not because they care about truth, because they're pushing an ideology and they're setting themselves up as the experts. Uh, and every, anybody that doesn't agree with that position gets is silence and as you point out this is really really scary as it relates to you know free speech yeah. uh, religious liberty and just life in general elitism elitism yeah. the bible actually talks about elitism i mean there is a time in the history of the church in which people aren't allowed to or aren't able to read the bible because uh, it was in you know, yeah. whatever Latin or uh, whatever that most people don't have access to Latin and stuff like that. Again, it is the idea of elitist group, small group of people making decisions for everybody. You know, by this logic, then no one should be able to vote. Only experts can vote. You know, because hey, I don't. I'm not expert in tax law. I'm not expert in economy. I'm not. I don't have an economic degree. You know, yeah. The, the whole idea of, of a republic uh, a, a democracy. Uh, is that we are able, every person has opinion, has a voice, has a vote. Right. And, and even if you're not expert in the area, we would, we would, you know, I don't have a degree in the area. I can do study. I can read things. I can look at reality and make good enough decision or else we're back to, you know, oligarchy and kings and, yeah. and whatever. Well, and I, I, we saw this especially apparent during the whole COVID thing because it, the, all of our policy went back to basically Dr. Fauci in a white robe, you know, telling everybody um, that he was the expert and CDC is the expert. And so now we have basically one unelected expert making policy for the United States of America, 330 million plus people. And I just saw where, uh, where Senator Rand Paul was trying to pass legislation. And I think it's great legislation that basically says, we're not going. We are a government by the people, for the people, and uh, and every every citizen has a, a right to their own liberties and freedoms. And nobody from the CDC and the expert white lab coat is going to be able to to make policy and tell you when you can open your business. You can't open your business. Um, that our kids have to be masked all day long in school. I mean, we we went through all kinds of tyrannical things for the last two years, and we're still dealing with some of this stupidity. I mean, I just saw this. I'm watching the the NCAA tournament, and I'm watching these guys guarding each other and playing basketball as they should be. I'm looking in the stands, and very few people are wearing a mask. But the NCAA had a rule that the cheerleaders of all people they need to have a mask on. So you got everybody that's basically free except right. the cheerleaders. And I'm like, 
this is just so incredibly stupid. Or you, or you try to fly. You go anywhere in, in Indiana right now. No one's wearing a mask. But when you get on an airplane, you have, suddenly have to wear a mask because some expert in Washington D.C. Uh, made a suggestion that the you know that the government latched on, and now they're 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 still promoting this idiotic thing. You know, only on airplanes now. Well, the rest of us are free, but only on airplanes. So that that's the point again, though. It's the expert in the lab code that's making policy for the rest of us, not realizing that that expert is actually operating from a worldview, a religious worldview that is determining their interpretation of, of the science. And that's the scary part. Once again, you know, this is something we've been advocating for a long time. You know, the, the, the Constitution, federalism, separation of church and state, I mean, not church, uh, separation of the federal and the, the, state. the state government. Yep. The state, the local government should have a, a voice, a, a authority. The, saying the, large, the largest voice, the largest voice. And because locally we can govern ourselves better. I mean, I, I want to remind you, the Bible talks quite a bit about elitism with the Pharisees. Yeah. And that they control the voice, they control the law, they make up their own laws. A lot of these laws are not even, uh, 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 they don't even align with the original scriptures. Right. And Jesus came and called them out, out on that. Right. You know, it's decentralization is so important to our republic, so, so important to lack of corruption. I mean, you talk about, you know, how many CDC data or deaths were was added to the death because of all these and later they slowly kind of changed that under the radar i mean just corruption left and right all over our country yeah. because of centralization of this elitist so so again for her to say i can't answer that i'm not a biologist well you know what it's just a symptom of a much greater problem which is the centralization of power yeah. and 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 elitist saying we know better going back to hollywood because we make more money because we're really good at something we know better than you, you know, peasants, yeah, you know, and, and, and listen to us because we, we are successful. Therefore, we are right. Well, and I think I think these hearings uh, exposed a lot of things that, that uh, uh, caused people great concern. Normal Americans, great concern. Number one, when you can't answer a question like that, it shows you not that you're stupid because she certainly isn't. But it shows you that you're you are absolutely pushing an ideology, a radical leftist ideology that the majority of Americans are finally fed up with. I mean, most parents, we're seeing pushback now from like Governor DeSantis in, in Florida and a whole lot of other states that get this. Like, we're going to erase women and women's sports and women from uh, anything that, that where there's a physical, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, biological, biological difference yeah. we're going to erase them or anything in the sports that requires strength or or anything that where men are are biologically stronger the women are going to going to be lost and so i think the typical mom and dad understands that if you're raising daughters as you and i both are we realize there is no even playing field now for women uh, as it relates to sports and or anything with gender i mean this this female again with male genitalia is in women's locker rooms changing in front of a whole team full of biological females i mean any parent is just shudders at the thought are you kidding me now we're talking about allowing biden's talking about allowing um in the prison system men to determine whether they're really women trapped in a man's body and go to a, a woman's prison or to a male prison. I mean, you think about how crazy this is across the board, and it's it's very scary. But again, like the the, the premise for all of this, the reason that they pushing all this is in the name of equality. Okay, and again, like really think through that. Is this really about equality at this point? 
you know, you can talk about theoretically, but you start applying to reality. You have women, biological women, who are getting destroyed in the in the pool, other sports, track and field, whatever, by biological men. On, on, on that, from that basis, is not about equality. So again, what? So it's really not about equality. What is the agenda about them? That's the question we have to ask ourselves. What is the agenda that's yeah. pushing the stabilizing <clears throat> of families, the stabilizing of of our society? There's a greater play. I mean, I, I personally believe there's a greater scheme beyond all this because if it's not about equality, as we see over and over again. Right. It's about inequality. So, so again, we have to ask ourselves the question, okay, why are some people pushing so hard this agenda for such a minority, small group of people causing such headlines? What is the purpose of pushing and who's funding and who's pushing these agendas? Now you're sounding like a conspiracy theorist. Oh and my God, and I've I saw, that my whole life. I saw a funny meme that said, now that all my conspiracy theories have come true, could somebody please create some new conspiracy well, theories well, for I, me to believe? That's all it means. <laughs> What's the difference between conspiracy theory and the truth? Like six months. Uh, yeah, six you months. Know? I mean, we got like the Hunter Biden laptop that was a conspiracy theory, and then yes. and the New York Times just slowly, gently be like, actually, that was true. You know, we got the election fraud that was like, oh, conspiracy theory. Now you got you know Michael Gableman from Wisconsin, used to be Supreme Court, Wisconsin came out says, oh, there's rampant fraud, rampant the, fraud, which, no, which everybody knew, but it, yeah, except the elite. Do, yeah, but you, you're censored if you talk about it. You know, and then. You, you know, you got a speaker, Robin Voss, of uh, the, the speaker for Wisconsin, who's really a rhino. If there's anybody who's who's all against all. Oh, this is not real. This is not real. Finally, admitting that this rampant fraud among other well, states. And how about this? Just to summarize it all, when when Trump talked about draining the swamp, uh, it resonated with the average American because, but we, I don't think we realize just how deep the corruption is uh, even with our trusted institutions so you know we talk about the fbi the cia oh, i mean the the organizations that you thought the justice department they were actually good guys and gals on our side promoting you know uh, protecting america and you realize the swamp is deep and wide i mean even talk about you know prize veritas and how fbi was wiretap or was, was accessing to their information and the secret behind them. i mean this is like super scary like kgb stuff yeah that 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 united states our tax dollars are funding because of the again the idea where, where does it come from my opinion is is this idea of elitism we're doing this because we know what's better for you yep accountability doesn't really mean anything for us because we know better rules don't really apply to us because we know better and the only accountability in the system to deal with this elite mentality is to basically throw those folks out of office but if there's no election integrity, obviously you can't even, that's the that's the checks and balances, you know? Um, so anyway, working on that. But back to the to confirmation hearings, yeah. the other disaster in that confirmation hearing was the way that uh, her record on child pornography cases was her leniency was for exposed. The, for the felons. In the yeah, cases. yeah. And, and so, and here's here's the, the, the part that I think is not going to bode well for the Democrats in these midterms is, the message that comes out of that is Democrats are soft on on uh, law, law enforcement, the police, the attack on the police. Um, and so now we've got these people at the highest level that are sympathetic towards folks that are downloading and, and distributing child pornography. I mean, this is the lowest of the low. Um, and, uh, and what parent is wanting somebody who at the highest court of the land who's going to be soft on on law and justice. Um, 
And anyway, so I think these are all like these major fault lines in our culture today that are separating people, and rightfully so, uh, into two, two parts of America, you know. Um, and anyway, I guess the midterms will reveal what what's happening. Well, but it will reveal if the, the, there's election integrity, if we'll clean up the voter rolls, and I mean that's something I've been on and been studying, and more yeah. and more. And now that more and more evidence come out, I'm I guess I'm less of a conspiracy theorist at yep. this point. But uh, I just think most well, people. And the larger issue, when you get rid of God, you know, in our, from a Christian standpoint, obviously our allegiance is to the Lord, yeah. and and at the end of the day, you want justice more than you want uh, your own party to win. Like, yeah. like I want the bad guys thrown out, and I want to support the good. I want, I want integrity. I want, I want justice for all, true equality, biblical equality, even playing field, not equity, equal outcomes, but even playing field. And uh, when you throw the Lord out, something's going to fill that void. And for leftists, it's always big government. It's power. It's power. Yeah, it's power. Yeah. It's it's us being in charge. Even if our people are exposed as liars, thieves, crooks, it doesn't matter. It's just that we remain in power. And that's a scary place to be, too, because uh, now we're playing by different ideals. And Yeah, you're playing. You're a barbarian. This is what we call a barbarian. Yeah. Who wins in the bar? You know, who's the biggest? Who's the king for the barbarian? Is the guy with the biggest club? Yeah, biggest club. And and that's really where we have become as a society. When you throw out God and when you throw out real equity, like you said, real justice, real truth. When you're just covering up for whatever guys in your party, he's my buddy, so I'm going to cover. I'm yeah, gonna, like the whole Hunter Biden thing. I mean, unbelievable, uh, obvious corruption. Um, and and yet that was all suppressed by a media that had an agenda uh, to make sure that their candidate uh, won the election. Well, the spy on the Trump campaign that you know recently came out, the Durham, like, uh, yep. the Durham report and stuff like that. Again, like it's just we, we live in the twilight zone. That's why I feel like oh, yeah. sometimes. Well, and it destroys our institution <clears throat> because people lose confidence in the whole system. Yeah. Once you lose confidence in the system, it's really not the system that's broken. It's the people in the system that's broken. Um, and that's well, this is broken because there's no account. There's no true accountability for these infractions that everyone knows. You get away with all this stuff without any consequences. Well, why not? Why not? See, all these people who are like, well, the election fraud, uh, yeah, it happened, but you know what? We can't. We, there's no. There's no uh, mechanism for decertification and stuff like that. It's like, okay. Where is the consequences? That's that's my question. What's preventing people from doing this ever again? I mean, I'm just this basic, not only team Trump or team whoever, just basic questions, okay? What what are the basic consequences, you know, for when you defraud the American people? What happens to you? There's no consequence. Guess what's going to happen? It's going to happen again and again. That's how human nature works, right? And I, and I think that's where a lot of us are, you know, and I won't mention any names here, but... There, there are some major political leaders, in my opinion, who should be in jail uh, for the rest of their lives for what they've done. Um, uh, crimes against the state, uh, deleting emails, uh, uh, basically, again, uh, spying on other can And this is far worse than Watergate uh, yeah. crimes. Uh, and yet you wonder, will, will any of these people ever 
pay for their crimes. You know, insider training. How many of these people, right before a bill is passed, you see, oh, they, that's when they dumped all their stock or they bought a bunch oh, of stock. Before you know, the war, they bought all the, all the uh, manufactured, war manufacturing stocks or whatever. Yeah, you know? so, you, so you, you look at all of this grotesque fraud and injustice and crime against the American people and you, and you wonder, are, again, is justice ever going to be done? Yeah, you look at these... Uh, you know, all this record for election that they're supposed to keep and these election boards just blatantly go and delete them. It's like, ah, we deleted it against the law. Who's prosecuting? Yeah. Who's prosecuting these things? Where's the attorney general who has a spine to say, no, that's illegal. You, there needs to be consequences or we just keep doing this. They keep blaming us conspiracy theorists for undermining the election integrity. Well, why don't you prosecute some of these guys who are breaking the law to actually uphold election integrity, yeah. you know? So. And that's the whole idea of liberty and justice for all, right? Uh, and that's why Lady, Lady, Lady Justice uh, is, is blindfolded, you know, because it's not about parties. It's really about, it's about it, get, it gets right back to our Christian worldview and morality. There are things that are right. There are things that are wrong. Truth applies to everybody, all seasons, all people, all parties. It transcends truth with a capital T. It transcends everything. And it's rooted in the nature and character of God Almighty. When you throw God out and you throw truth out, we throw truth out, you, you get the dumpster fire that we're watching right now. Yeah. Uh, and it all starts falling apart. So uh, we probably we probably covered enough ground today. Yeah. Uh, a little, little, little venting, a little venting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and bottom line, so what do we do about it? You know, yeah. what, what we do about it is get involved. Uh, we have a lot of great candidates that have been raised up across the state. In fact, candidates that are running against incumbents uh, in, in, uh, in the Republican Party, uh, we, we have a supermajority, and I'm excited about that. Anytime you have primaries, it's always good. It adds, it adds a, uh, a bit of integrity into the system. Uh, it lets people know that they're not going unchallenged, that there's other people with other opinions and other ideas, and I think that's all healthy for the system. So yeah. get involved, you know, and I encourage pastors who, who may be watching, you know, we've had a voter registration going on in our lobby uh, for the last several weeks. Um, we are bringing in good candidates uh, from our area that need to, that need to be exposed to our people, and, and for the pur purpose of su just simply dialogue, asking questions, getting to know the candidate. In fact, we have Jennifer Ruth Green, who's running for District One uh, Congressional District. Uh, she will be with us for all three services on Sunday in our lobby area, just to meet and greet people, let you ask her questions. Um, this this to me is what churches should be doing. It's, it's promoting a healthy sense. Uh, of a constitutional republic where we get to know the people who are supposed to be representing us or seeking to represent us. Mm -hmm. And so um, we encourage you, uh, if, if you're in our area, come on out. You definitely need to meet uh, this woman. She, uh, she stands for um, uh, so much of what we would consider biblical morality, biblical values as far as an understanding of government. Uh, what else we got market oh, share? Oh, yeah, I'm, to me, one of the most powerful way that we should be getting involved is to usher the kingdom of God to earth, like we're commanded by <laughs> the Lord's Prayer. Yeah. And and because right now what we've seen is really a battle of different kingdoms. Yeah. There's an invasion of different kingdoms, demonic kingdoms, okay, on the earth. And it causes destruction. They have their own rules. They have their own values. They can say one thing and act a completely different way. Yeah. And what we as Christians are commanded, followers of Jesus are commanded, is to usher in to reveal the kingdom of God. 
So this is the reason why kingdom businesses, which is probably, it's not just business, any institution, family institution, you might have start a little Bible study, you might start a little, you know, nonprofit, whatever it is. But but I think in a, in a business world, when you start a kingdom business, it's, it's the most practical representation because when you're the boss, you actually have a great authority right. to be able to enact the policies or the culture of God's kingdom. Right. The Bible, Jesus says, I've given you the keys to the kingdom. Whatever you uh, leash on, on earth will be leashed in heaven. Whatever you you know, bind on earth, bind in heaven. This is a powerful promise, yep. and we see right now how these powerful, uh, not of God's kingdoms enterprise. You talking about your Googles, your Facebooks, your your well, whatever the impact they have, not just social media, but just any pharmaceuticals and, and tech company. Just throwing a bunch of uh, business on the bus, but you yeah. see that powerful they, they, the impact that Disney on Florida and just all these different things because they're pushing the agenda. And what we need is we need enterprises who says, you know what, this is not my enterprise. This is God's enterprise. How can we reveal God's kingdom? That really, to me, is the way to to really push back against this. It's not we got to vote, we got to speak on it, we got to talk about these different things, but we got to create our own system, our own process, our own network, our own in relationship, our own product, kingdom product, kingdom network, kingdom relationships to counter what what the other side is doing. So that's this Saturday. Our market share, we talk about that. We talk about yes. work. Is, worship is in everything we do. It's not just church on Sunday. Worship needs to be on 9 to 5. It needs to be at home. It needs to be when, in the ballpark. It needs to yeah. be at, when we're driving to work. Um, this coming Saturday, 8 o'clock, we have breakfast. Free breakfast, come on out. It's a good way share. to start any meeting. Was Absolutely. Breakfast. <laughs> um, you, you come, if you are interested to come, please come to uh, lstones.org and register on our link on our website because yeah. we need to know how much food to provide. But we're talking about kingdom calling. We're talking about yeah. how... how, what, how does it, yeah. what does it look like to operate in the marketplace where Jesus Christ is Lord of your life and then you're bringing those principles into the way you do business or the way you serve or the way you lead in the marketplace? The call is not just for people in the church or pastors or missionaries. The call is for every single one of us. I think that's our biggest... We look at all these cultural issues today. I think the biggest reason why is because we have reserved the call of God, the worship of God only to the clergy. No, every single person who has been touched by the Holy Spirit, who has a... Who has a calling to, to follow Jesus has a call in wherever they are right now. Yeah, so that's the message. Well said, and that, yeah, and that's exciting. So market share, and also our public square ministry, which is to bring uh, righteousness, you know, on display in, in the public arena as it relates to government. We're having our a gathering on April the 18th, which is a Monday night. Uh, more information will be coming out on that, but that's going to be a candidate forum. Well, we're going to be able to introduce our, uh, our our community to some of the folks who are running for office. So that's a that's another opportunity to get to know those who seek to to represent us. Bring the kingdom to the governmental to the to the governmental leaders. So can you imagine that? Yeah. You know, no compartmentalization between Absolutely. the kingdom and what you do as a you know public official. Absolutely. Can you imagine a world like that? <laughs> Well, yeah. That is the world in which we live. There is no neutral ground, so yeah. we might as well figure well, that out. People say all the time, like, yeah, that's my private faith. And this right. is, a, you know, no, the kingdom there, is everywhere. There is no private faith. <laughs> it's time to go public. Everybody else says it's yeah, time exactly. for the church to go public. So Amen. we're glad that you tuned in today. I hope you'll help us get the word out. And uh, we'll be talking about these issues. In fact, I'm going to be doing a series uh, probably this summer really focusing on how we got into the situation where we don't even know how to just define a man or, or a woman. How in the world did we get here? And we're going to talk about the flow of ideas uh, over time uh, and uh, 
and of course tie that all into uh, scripture to help us understand a little bit of a roadmap on how we got in the mess that we're in and how to get out of the mess that we're in. We're also in a series right now on shame. We hope uh, it'll be helpful to you. We've been getting so much good feedback on that. Um, and so tune in at, uh, at lstones.org and go to our media link there and you can uh, get caught up on some of the series uh, that we've been doing on this uh, powerful topic of shame. So until we meet again, we'll see you next Thursday. Have an incredible week.